What's poppin'? Big poppies? So you know what really sucks? A few years ago, when I believe Todd Gurley had, I think, two touchdowns, and he could have gone for a last touchdown, but he decided to be a team player. He decided to stop at the goal line and fall down. And, you know, to run the clock out, Rams win that game. And this year, he did not do that. He fell into the end zone with the Atlanta Falcons. And all you guys are complaining that Nick Chubb breaks off for like a 50-yard run. And you know what? God forbid he decides to be a team player. He decides to, you know, go out of bounds and win the Browns the game. He said himself, hey, he said he's sorry for his fantasy owners. He said he's sorry that he didn't score you six points in a touchdown. But he's trying to win a game. And at the end of the day, most of these guys do care about their stats, but they also care about their football team. So with that being said, let's kick off your week 11 preview here with pod dmc i got clint coming on and i'm your host dan of course so we got a bunch of games to go through this is week 11 you know fantasy playoffs are around the corner so i hope you guys are winning but let's get into it cardinals seahawks Thursday night game probably the game of the week let's be honest the last time these guys met went to overtime it was probably a game for the ages and we see that Arguably, these are the top two MVP candidates right now, right? I'm going to throw Patrick Mahomes in there as well, but Russell Wilson in the beginning season was on fire. Kyler Murray right now, if you were just to grade the last five weeks, I would say Kyler Murray is the MVP because both of these teams have amazing offenses, subpar defenses on Seattle's side, pretty crappy defense, but it's like it's it's the team you want to play if you're a fantasy player, you know? So, obviously, Cardinals, whoever you got, you got you got to play Kyler Murray, obviously. You got to play DeAndre Hopkins. Everyone else, I would still fire up. Christian Kirk is probably a flex play, and he's been, he's been lighting up recently. I would also say, oh, the Kenyon Drake, Chase Edmonds backfield, is kind of a mess. I could see, I would actually favor Chase Edmonds on this game just because they would see more passing work. Um, you know, the Seahawks are going to put up points. Obviously, the Cardinals are going to put up points too. But I could see, just like the last time they played, Chase Edmonds putting up points because of the passing downs. Um, of course, Kenyon Drake got injured that last game. But he looks good now, he looks healthy. I don't think he had a high ankle sprain because there's no way he came back from a high ankle sprain. And he actually played better than he did when he was injured. Or like before he was injured. So he probably had a mild to mid, you know. Like close, they were treating it like a high ankle sprain, but there's no way. He popped off for like 100 yards last game. So I would feel comfortable playing him possibly in a flex as well. 
Seahawks. DJ Dallas's time is unfortunately over. I believe they got Carlos Hyde back. Um, Chris Carson is a game time decision. Tyler Lockett also popped on, in, on the injury report with a, I believe a, they just said knee injury. Um, he got from the last game against the Rams, so he's questionable, but Pete Carroll did say he's going to play. We're not sure how limited he's going to be, but obviously you got to play him if you have him. DK Metcalf, dude for a big game as well. If We'll see. I, I believe Patrick Peterson is on him, so the last time they played, um, he did pretty good to shut down DK Metcalf. But I think Metcalf has the least touchdown in this game, so we'll see. Next game, Bengals-Washington. Washington's defense, you know, looked ferocious at first. Their front seven, you know, has been amazing. But the last few weeks, they've definitely given up a lot of points. Especially to, like, teams like the Giants, which is very surprising. So I believe Joe Burrow won't have it as tough as you think. The pass rush is still there. But the Bengals have a solid offense with T. Higgins if even if Joe Mixon misses the game, Gio Bernard has been an adequate replacement. And Joe Burrow really throws the ball to all his targets. Tyler Boyd is one of the safest players you can play in this position. And with Washington, really the only person I would touch is Terry McLaurin. I think he's he's going to touch torch that secondary of the Bengals. So next we got Eagles-Browns. This is... Another defense you kind of want to play too. This is kind of a pass funneling defense with the Browns. Um, I believe that's still okay for Miles Sanders because he ca- he does a lot of his work through the backfield. So I would say he's a pretty safe option. And then with the Browns, you got to play both Nick Chubb, Kareem Hunt. Obviously, they're both very solid. I believe we might see. I think Chubb will come back and. I think he'll prove the haters wrong, you know, just because he felt like went out of bounds on that last touchdown. I think he's due for a big game. I could see him easily getting maybe 120 and two tugs. So we'll see how that goes. And Kareem Hunt, obviously solid, but now that Nick Chubb is back, I would sadly cap his ceiling at like um, 15 points. But he's one of the safest players because obviously they use both of them. Falcons, Saints, alright, so it's Winston, most likely going to start this game. We're not exactly sure how that's going to go. I'd say, you know, give Winston credit. He was the leader in air, in yards, uh, passing yards last year. He just doesn't know the offense, so big upgrade to Alvin Kamara. Um... You know what? Maybe not this week, but I would actually say this is a upgrade to Michael Thomas as well. Because they're going to run more pass passing plays, possibly because Winston is interception prone. So he might they might be behind this game to start out. And then we'll see what happens. But honestly, the Saints just a solid team overall, so I know Michael Thomas has been disappointing, but I think he has a big bounce back game this week. All right, Lions, Panthers. You got, you got Car- uh, Adrian Peterson, Carrion Johnson may take the reins this game, just because DeAndre Swift popped up with a concussion. We might not know how that's going to pan out. 
possibly the if he got a concussion during the game last week, he has a chance. I believe it's five days minimum that he has to uh, be symptom free. If it popped up during practice, there's no way he plays. So be cautious because both the Lions and the Panthers run defense are atrocious. So Mike Davis on the other side, he's going to be solid play. I hope he does well. We'll see with how that finger injury is. But I think this is going to be a high scoring game. Let's be honest. Depending, obviously Matt Stafford is also questionable, but I still think both defenses are not very good. Super high scoring. All right, Patriots, Texans. We got the Patriots favored by two points. Their defense hasn't been everything it was last year. I think that partially has to do with Calvin Noy being on the Dolphins. Maybe that's why the Dolphins are so good this year. But the Texans are no slouch at offense either. Deshaun Watson, Will Fuller has been, you know, a genuine connection. It's not DeAndre Hopkins and Deshaun Watson, but still very, very solid. Patriots, you got to be careful with their backfield. There's Rex Burkhead, there's Damian Harris, and I believe Sonny Michelle should come back soon. And let's not forget James White. So I would not touch that backfield. I know Burkhead got two touchdowns, but we'll see what happens. And then with the Texans, Duke Johnson gets to start again with David Johnson IR. I would say he's, this is a little easier for him. And Duke Johnson also has the Lions next week. So has a pretty favorable schedule, I would say. Steelers, Jaguars. All right, Steelers favored by 10 points. I would say this is a game where Big Ben gets going early, and then they give the ball to Connor the rest of the fourth quarter. I would think if the Jaguars are smart, they want to lose this game so they can get Trevor Lawrence, possibly. And honestly, with Steelers... Keeping that in mind, um, you got to be careful with their wide receivers. You don't know which one's going to pop off. You got to look at what the options are. But obviously, I would Claypool and Deontay Johnson are very safe. It's just, will they play before quarter? Not so sure. And James Robinson popped up on the injury report too. It might be precautionary, but he did, I think, has a mild AC joint sprain in his shoulder. I'm not sure if it was for practice or the game, but be cautious of him too. And it's not an easy task. The Steelers' defense is solid. All right, Titans, Ravens. Both teams have the same record, six and three. Ravens favored by five and a half. I would say that's that's pretty fair. You know that backfield. I'm not touching anymore with Mark Ingram. I was a big J.K. Dobbins fan, but unfortunately, it's a committee. It's a big committee. So temper your expectations on Derrick Henry as well, A.J. Brown as well. Marlon Humphreys on the Ravens is, you know, he really just shuts down, like, those slot passes. So be careful this game. I honestly think it'll be kind of low scoring. The over-unders. All right, next we got Dolphins versus Broncos. Dolphins are favored by 3.5, over-under 45 points. The Broncos really are rolling, and I think it is officially Tua time. Uh, Tua looks very comfortable out there. I think even as a rookie quarterback, he looks mature. He looks like poised in the pocket. And questions were if his hip were, was going to hold up and if he was able to run and be as mobile as he was at Alabama. He does look, you know, very, very comfortable right now. And I'd say Dolphins 
deserve favorites. They're actually one of the better defenses as well. So I would say they take this pretty easily. Broncos have had problems of their own. Looks like Drew Locke might miss this one. He has a rib injury. So we're not really too sure what the Broncos are doing. Their run game has not been good whatsoever with Gordon and Lindsey. So I think Dolphins are deserved favorites here. All right, moving on, we got Jets, Chargers. Jets obviously are a crapshoot. 0-9, um, I would say. Chargers win this pretty easily. They're favored by 8.5 points. Over under 47. I, I would say, you know, the thing about playing the Jets is, yes, it's very, very easy. But it's also, for fantasy players, you're going to be usually winning by so much if you're a good team. If you're a good offense, you're going to be winning by a lot. And it just makes it difficult if you're a wide receiver because, you know, you're going to get the targets in the first half. Second half, they might just take you out. They might just start running the ball. The quarterback might just start running the ball to waste time because you're going to be leading by so much. There's no point in risking, you know, healthy players against the Jets. So that's the only thing fantasy-wise, but I do think the Chargers win this pretty easily, and I think they do cover the oh, yeah. spread. Really? The nine-point spread? Yeah, they, yeah, they'll cover it. No problem. That's that's <laughs> pretty pretty simple, I would say. You know? Yeah, I'm not gonna disagree with you. Yeah, yeah, I, I would definitely bet the cover, and because the Jets' defense sucks so much, bet the over as well. Forty-seven. So, yep. I don't know. I feel like um, I feel like <laughs> maybe 47 by the Chargers, but I don't think the Jets will score very much. The Chargers are a very underrated defense. I think Chris Harris is one of the best slot corners in the game if he is healthy, if he is playing. So we'll see. But next we got Cowboys, Vikings. Usually I would say this would be a good game, but obviously the Cowboys have been, you know, the Cowboys without Dak, and you know Dak really is fundamental to that offense, which really stinks. Um, and I hope he comes back next year. But we may get Andy Dalton back, so that's a slight upgrade to this offense. I think they'll do a little better. I think Vikings players, you got to play them. Same thing, like if you were playing the Jets. Um, if you have Adam Phelan, if you have Justin Jefferson, you know, they're going to throw them the ball. But in the second half, it might just be Dalvin Cook the entire time. You know, Kirk Cousins, this is a run-first offense anyway, but... Kirk Cousins probably isn't going to do anything special in the second half, considering they may be up, you know, two free scores going into halftime. So I think this game's going to be very conservative. I think Dalvin Cook has a great game. And I do think the Vikings will probably make it a little more difficult than expected, but I do think they win this game pretty easily. All right, next we got Packers versus the Colts. Packers and Colts, honestly, both, both these teams have been very, very good. Over under 51 point, 51 and a half points. And the Colts are actually favored by one and a half, which is very surprising. It's probably due to their defense. Their defense has been very good all season. Although their running back committee hasn't really it, it it's been it's been a thing, but honestly, most of the running back work has gone to Naheem Hines, who's getting it through the air. And I don't know if you can trust Taylor or Wilkins at this point. But I would also say that the Packers have a very, they have an atrocious run defense, but they have a very underrated pass defense. I think Jair Alexander is one of the best corners, if not the best corner in the league right now, considering he shut down players like Mike Evans, Will Fuller, so on to like zero yards, Calvin Ridley too. And 
Honestly, if he plays, I would probably downgrade all the Colts receivers. Other than that, I would say you got to be careful with Aaron Jones and Devontae Adams. Obviously, start them if you have them, but just be careful. They might not pop off for like 20 points like usual. Aaron Rodgers has it in tough as well. So we'll see how this game goes, but I don't think they covered at 51 and a half over under. What do you think, Clint? I agree with you. I would bet the under on that, and I think the Colts will take it home. They have the home advantage, but it's really a crapshoot. Really? Okay, I, I got yeah, the yeah, Packers in this yeah. one, but okay. I think okay. I mean both. I think I'm both defenses bro. are, you know, better than maybe they're yeah. given, and I think I think Philip Rivers just struggles in this one. I think Aaron Rodgers and Adams are like you know almost an unstoppable force. You know, he's been, like, the best wide receiver in the last, like, honestly, the last, like, five games so far. He's been unstoppable. So we'll see what happens there. But we got the – You can't rely on one wide receiver, but – He has. He has all season, though. Aaron Rodgers has no one else. Like, what, (laughs) Marquez Valdez-Scantling, like, Adam Lazard? Like, they're speed threats, but literally, like, Aaron Rodgers has one weapon, and he uses it all the time. So that – that, for a fact, I don't think is correct that you can't rely on one receiver because obviously they're doing it with the Green Bay Packers. So, but to move on, we got Chiefs, Raiders, 8 o'clock game. This is a repeat of the one loss that the Chiefs have against the Raiders. It's going to be a great game. I think the same thing does not happen again. It's a 56.5 over under. I think they do exceed that. I think Josh Jacobs has a good game. I think. The Chiefs will be firing on all cylinders, I think. Obviously, Kelsey, Tyreek Hill, Clyde Edwards-Hilaire, I still think, is number one there. Le'Veon Bell is, you know, he's not looking good, so I think, you know, you're happy playing him as well. And I think Chiefs handily get this one. I think it's a really good game. I don't think any defense will be played, even though the Chiefs' defense has been a little better than most people expected. But that is possibly due to the fact that their offense is so good that, the other team has has to pass the ball, you know, because you have to play catch-up. And if you're the Raiders, you have a good offense too, so if they get the run game going early and Henry Ruggs and Josh Jacobs going early, you never know what might happen. So that is the Sunday night game, and then Monday we got Rams versus Bucks. All right. So you you got I think the Bucks are over under four No no sorry it's forty eight point five over under. Bucks are favored by four points. I'd say I'd say that's about right. I think the Bucks defense is an elite defense. And this might be the first game we see Antonio Brown go off. Um, I'm not sure who Jalen Ramsey is going to be on. I, my bet would be Mike Evans, so I would see Chris Godwin and Antonio Brown doing pretty well. But you also got to count for possibly Gronkowski. And the run game is also kind of a crapshoot. I know I know Ronald Jones had like that 98-yard run, but other than that, he wasn't doing very much. I would still think Leonard Fournette is the guy to own in that backfield. So, but that's all we got here, Pod DMC. Hope you guys have a wonderful night. So, and we'll catch you next week. Peace.
Вот, вот.